I will ask you how you felt. Now I'm going to ask you how you I felt. I don't. I have no answer to that. Yeah. Once again, Colin felt nothing. <laughs> he felt nothing at all. Fine. Ask the question. Our relationship is basically ask nothing. Ask the question. Welcome to Chemo Skinny, the podcast that asks the question, Is it true that whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right? Because that always seemed kind of stupid to us. I mean, it seems like there's been a lot of people who thought they could fly, and... Yeah, a positive uh, mental attitude doesn't necessarily overcome gravity. Exactly. I'm Colin, writer-director, occasional NPR contributor, and semi-long-suffering husband. And I'm Stephanie, actress, fitness instructor, and multiple cancer haver. And this is our podcast talking about the relationship impact of Steph's breast cancer diagnosis. Because when it happened, we looked and we really couldn't find anything that talked honestly about what happens physically to me, but also how you feel about it and also what you should know as a couple. So we made a podcast hoping that other couples might get some insight and because it was much cheaper than therapy. So here we are. Episode 11, Radioactive. So in our last episode, we talked an awful lot about sex, but now we're <laughs> or moving lack on. Thereof, or lack thereof. Lack thereof. And now we're moving on to something even more fun, radiation. So <laughs> Radioactive. Steph, walk us through the uh, post-chemo, my God, they're going to do something new and awful to my body thing. So to a degree, um, when you're deciding whether or not, I mean, a lot of times people do radiation or they'll do chemo. Sometimes they do both. Um, in my case, they suggested that I do both. Um, and luckily, I I actually asked for a break. Like, I asked for a respite. I was just like, can I have, like, six weeks off so that – or I think I waited another eight weeks post my last chemo session because I think my last chemo session was February 15th or it was right around Valentine's Day, which is lovely. And then I didn't start radiation until, like, April. Like, I asked for March off just to have a break. Um, because the thing about it is, is it's radiation is different than chemo in the sense that as opposed to going every couple weeks, you're going every freaking day, like every day. The monotony of the whole thing, I think, is sometimes almost worse than the radiation itself, um, depending upon where you're having it. I mean, I was having it on my chest wall, and basically, I think you came in because what they do is they bring you in. And they use a bunch of lasers, and it looks really cool. It looks really sci-fi. There's pictures on our website, and basically they line up the lasers, the radioactive lasers, and then they make you this cool breastplate. Because if they do too much radiation to you right away, they'll burn your skin. So it's it's a process of going in, and after a certain amount of time, then they take they change the rays, I guess, and then they. And then it goes to the outside of your skin. So for the first, like, I think it was three weeks, I had this breastplate on. And then the last two weeks, I didn't have it, which is when they call, what they call, like, you get the, what they call the pinkening of the skin. I should have called this episode the pinkening because it's like getting a really bad sunburn. Mm -hmm. And, you know, basically what happens is, is you go in, you sign in, you wait in line, they call you in, you put on a robe, you get down, you lay down. And the process itself, at least for me, because it wasn't a giant area, it literally took like five minutes. The actual treatment was five minutes. It took 
an hour to get there. Then you had to park. Then you had to get in. And so I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm going to wear a jumpsuit so that as opposed to wearing a robe, I could just like get in and get out because oh, you pull down your top and lie down. And you do cool, the thing. Yeah, you pull on your top, you yeah. line up because because dignity does not exist in the world of breast cancer. Not it's anymore. Like, no, no, just like hey, this is my body. It's been ravaged and beaten up. Do what you want. I really need to get out of here. Yeah, it's been it's as I've been saying, it's been poked, prodded, and poisoned, just like in you know, just like a Milton Bradley uh, army. Uh, Operation, Operation board. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Uh, chemo is basically to do the all over your body in case there are any rogue cells out yes, there that, that have treatment. moved, right? And then radiation is like, okay, we're going to go to the hot spot. It's the DAA zeroing in on the meth lab yeah. and hitting that <laughs> with a bunch of stuff to make sure that no more meth is going to come out of this particular little area. Yeah, exactly. And they hit it again and again and again and again. Yeah, it, exactly. And and it's an interesting thing just from the standpoint that, you know, when you're doing both, um, when you do radiation and chemo, um, and then you have reconstruction, a lot of times they'll wait until you're done with everything and then they'll do reconstruction. I ended up, you know, I ended up getting my expanders filled pre-chemo and then I had them in and then we didn't take them out until after radiation because... You know, if you go online, don't go online. We've said this before, but I just want to reiterate, don't go online to look at, like, radiation and implants because they have this thing called encapsulation where the the skin can get tight around the breast implant and it gets all funky and weird. So it's just, it's you know, it's a lot of stuff going in. But the overall process is literally just boring. It's just, it's, you are... I had 25 rounds. It was five days a week. It was it's a job. It's basically five days a week. You go, you get it, you know, you get you get raid, and then you come home. You drive, you get raid, you come home. Yeah. You drive, you get raid, you come home. So it would be like because it was across town for us, it was like three hours a day. Which at this point, I got to a point where I'm like, Yes, husband, you don't have to come. Well, because there was almost no point because you would go in, she would go in. By the time you sit down, sat down and flipped open a five-year-old magazine, yeah. <laughs> she was almost coming back out. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we learned, which was kind of fun, uh, is if you're in the parking structure for less than 15 minutes, they only charge you $2 as opposed to the daily rate, which was around 14 Yeah. So if we timed it right, we could get in. She'd run in, do the radiation, and get out, and we'd only have to pay $2. And that was like, yay, we won cancer today. I think it was actually, I think it was 30 minutes because there was a point in time where I, I hit it just right where I didn't have to pay at all. Ooh. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. Like that was, that became the game. Small victories, people. Get in, get Small out without having, without having to pay 16 bucks for, you know, the time that you were there. Um, because, yeah, it's, you know, it's monotonous and it just wears on you. And what happens is, is it doesn't feel like a big deal. It It's funny because it slowly but surely, in the same way that chemo poisons you gradually and you gradually get sicker. And if you're lucky, you don't. And, you know, in chemo, you gradually lose more hair, you know. That all that stuff happens, not at the beginning, but throughout the course of everything. Um, radiation is that thing of, like, it doesn't feel like that big of a deal, but it's like being out in the sun for a long time where you get kind of heat stroke a little bit, but it slowly but surely kind of just 
grinds you down and makes you tired as it would. But for me, I found that it just made me irritable, which I'm sure was a joy for you. More irritable, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, more irritable. Um, but that's that's the thing that, like, I just kind of felt tired and kind of like, ah, as opposed to really sick, you know. And and then it was a case of trying to manage the pinkening, as it were, because, again, as it got later, it wasn't terrible. And, you know, you're putting Aquaphor on like crazy to keep everything, you know, moist, keep everything moist or soft. And then right towards the very end was when it got like crusty and like, it wasn't black, but sometimes, like, I've seen pictures, again, on the interwebs, which you shouldn't go on, but, like, right in my axillary gland, right, right under my armpit, just, it felt like a really, really terrible sunburn, and it hurt. But it wasn't until those last two weeks, it was, like, literally that last week was that point where I was like, oh, God, this sucks. And uh, so how many weeks did we do that for? Five. We five did weeks. Five weeks, five days a week. Right. And then we were done, and we didn't have to do anything else cancer-related after that. So we wish. Yeah. I mean, there's a kidney cancer that we're not even yeah. going to get into, but <laughs> that's a whole other story. Whole other story. Cancer. And just, that was, you know, basically, it was just, we just found can- other cancers along the way because I just wanted to be the mayor of Cancer Town. Yes, exactly. But yeah, that, so that's a month where every day... Uh, or almost every day, you're uh, you're taking three hours out of your work life or whatever other life you have at that point to just go deal with this thing, and all of it to gain you uh, an extra what was it, an extra five to ten percent on the survival chart? No, or was said, this was more? This was this more, is more. Um, because it's targeted, and sometimes the percentages get all jammed up. It's they say that you know it's thirty percent. It was thirty percent chance it would come back. By doing radiation, it cut it in half, at least coming back in that area. Right. Then chemo was like 5 to 10%. And then post everything, you take tamoxifen, which basically will, you know, make sure it doesn't come back at all, yeah. is the theory. Yeah, we talked about this before, and it's about, you know, taking every little measure that hopefully adds up to a cancer-free life down yeah. the road. You know, you want – well, and when you're like, oh, it's only 5% chance, and you're like – What's for 5% of my life? I'm like, well, the younger you are, 5% of your life is a lot of life. Yeah. What we're saying is uh, do the radiation if yeah. your doctor tells you to. Just yeah. do it. It sucks. It's a month. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. I will ask you how you felt. Now I'm going to ask you how you I felt. Don't, I have no answer to that. Yeah. Once again, Colin felt nothing. <laughs> he felt nothing at all. Fine. Ask the question. Our relationship is basically Ask nothing. Ask the question. So, I mean, there was complete. I mean, it is completely monotonous. Like, I, it kind of just feels like a blur of this is a job. It, I mean, it felt like such a job, uh, at least for me. I can't imagine. I don't. I mean, I imagine for you, it was like, meh. Here we go. Because. Excuse me, sitting on the outside of it, you're just like, oh, God, how much yeah. more? All of those things. And if I talked earlier about feeling like I was your chauffeur, I super felt like your chauffeur at this point. Yeah. Uh, because that's, you know, all I was doing. And at a certain point, it was like, I'll wait in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Go, I'll be right, you know, I'll be right here so we can, you know, make a really quick getaway. It's it's boredom, but at the same time, uh 
you do feel like you're contributing in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. It's like, at least I had a thing to do, which was slightly better than post-chemo or in-between chemo sessions where you were just unhappy and uncomfortable and in pain, and it's like, I got nothing. Yeah. So for this, at least, it's like, okay, I have an activity. It's kind of busy work, but I don't care because look at me. I'm the cancer driver. And, you know, we also did other medical appointments during this thing. And everybody was so impressed that her husband had the time to come to almost <laughs> every appointment. Uh, and then I thought, wow, they must think I'm really unemployed. Or really wealthy. <laughs> or really wealthy. Let's go with Clearly the really not that based Clearly on wardrobe. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. So, yeah, those were my feelings coming through this. And also, okay, this is the last thing we have to do. And then we're going to be close to being done. Yeah. You always keep thinking, like, I mean, that's the thing. I think that's the the kind of kicking the part, you know, kicking the balls about it, kicking the nads. I, I don't know, but that's like you know, the 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 thing about it is, is you keep thinking like, okay, we're almost there, and it just feels like the goalpost keeps moving, and there's something weird in particular about at least with chemo, it felt like because it was every three weeks, and because I was lucky enough to not be sick. I felt like I could, you know, I could manage it within my life. And the thing about radiation is it really became my life. Like in terms of auditions and things like that, it, it you know, I, not that I couldn't do them, but I kind of couldn't really do them or I couldn't, you know, be in, I think I ended up pushing off. I remember getting put in another episode of, I'm lucky enough to be in the show Doom Patrol and I had booked it while, you know, almost done with chemo. And I got one more episode and I pushed and I pushed radiation a little bit so that I could do radiation so that I could do it afterwards because there was no way to do it in the middle. Like unlike chemo where you're like, oh, you got a three week, you know, gap period. Radiation is like you have to be there every day or you have to start over again. Yeah. And that's the killer about it. Like you're just like, oh, my God. Tell me how uh, if or how vanity played into all of this. I mean, when you're watching your skin get cooked. On a daily basis. Uh, yeah. I mean, I kept my big thing going in, and that was the thing that I was worried about is, is, you know, I was, I had chosen to have a double mastectomy. I had chosen to have implants um, because, you know, I didn't have enough fat there. So they said to like harvest and create a new boob. So I was really worried about what would happen in terms of the quality of my skin because it could look, you know, it could look really jacked up. And, you know, I was just, you know, and I just was really worried about what would happen with that. So I was kind of always looking at the quality of the skin and putting a, you know, the Savon, putting the Aquaphor on, just like, it was just like, I was a, I was a Vaseline mess <laughs> just on the right side of my boot because it was only one side. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm really, really, you know, I don't, I sunburn anyway um, because I'm really, really pale. Thank you, Eastern European genetics. Bah. But, you know, it's it it, it kind of creates this, this square on you, specifically, like I said, when they take the, um, when they finally take the plate off because basically it's like they put the plate on so they can make the ray go even deeper and then slowly but surely they kind of bring it out. And, your body can only withstand a certain amount of radiation per day. 
So that's what they give you, you know? Yeah, it's so strange that they use radiation, which could give you cancer. Exactly. To try and cure cancer. Yeah, or, well, and then and then you're they're like, oh, and you could get cancer from this. And you're just like, what the? You know, it's that toss-up of like, I just, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and the thing about it is, is like I said, you know, it is monotonous. But then one day, it's just over. Like, you've had this part-time job three hours a day for five weeks, and it's all wrapped up in cancer, and it's all about cancer. And then one day, you're just done. And you're like, uh, what do I do now? Like, it's so, I mean, they give you a little certificate, but it's (laughs) kind of anticlimactic because then, I mean, literally you're like, I got there. and you're, But at the same time, you're like, uh, now right. what? And you also had them all sign the breast shield thing that they put on the boob that wasn't being radiated. No, that was, no the, the shield was on the boob that was radiated. Oh, wow. They put the shield on. Okay. And, like, the shield was there so they could get to the lower – because if they – with the way the ray was is they had to have the shield. Otherwise, it would have basically just – tore my skin apart uh, and that allowed it to okay. be heavier because it had to penetrate that but would go deeper in i guess interesting okay yeah i'm not a radiate i'm not a radiation <laughs> technologist <laughs> and clearly neither am i yeah. so there you go i know they signed something at yeah the no they did i asked because i asked them if i could keep it yeah i figured i'd bronze it or something like you know baby shoes but yeah there's that thing of well here we are now what you know what i mean because it's it's You've built up this thing, and at this point, because I had also extended the amount of time between each thing, like, you know, I'd taken that break in between chemo and radiation. I'd taken a break between the mastectomy and chemo starting. So it was coming up on a full year of doing this. Yeah. It's a long haul. It's a long, long haul, and it becomes your life, and then all of a sudden it's like, and now we are done. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. You know. know. But it's not. Sadly, it's not a complete, oh, my God, you know, my arm's healed and I can use it again. It's, yeah, you're done, but, you know, it's like you're on parole from cancer. You have to check in with your parole officer every once in a while, your doctors, and then there are these drugs you have to take on an ongoing basis. And so, you know, the slog continues, although the driving decreased. Yes, the driving totally decreased. So looking back, you know, uh... What would you tell yourself? If I had a time machine? Yeah. (laughs) You love being in a time machine. I love being in a time machine. I would tell myself, you know what? I, if I, uh, this is a weird one because if I had a, uh, if I could give myself advice, I'm just like, look, you're going to think it's over. It's never going to be over. (laughs) Don't get too excited. Don't get too upset. Uh, you know, look, you're, you have something to do. Be grateful for that. And at this point, it was really key to realize that, and as much of a pain in the ass as it was, you know, uh, there was someone who was, they were doing things to your body and giving you medicine and like putting you through this, you know, uh, hellacious treatment thing. And yet all I can think about is, God, traffic is going to suck, <laughs> you yeah. know? So it's it's really, you know, try to keep the empathy tank full because every instinct in you is going to be to drain it uh, an awful lot. And, you know, there were times when uh, I think I drove you all the way to the appointment and you were on your phone the entire time and didn't say a single word to me. And I'm like, what the? F-? 
you know, uh, because it was there was the only reason we were together at that point was, I mean, in the car was because I wanted to do something and you were tired and beat up. And it, was, it wasn't like we it, a vacation where we should be talking about the fun things we're seeing. It just got really quiet for an extended period of time. And yeah. that is something I think you have to be aware of. And don't let the resentment that you're doing something good for someone else and maybe they're not as, you know, pom-poms out appreciative as you think they should be, get in the way of the fact that you should just suck it up and do this thing. (laughs) Just suck it up and do this thing. Our message to couples is just suck it up and do this (laughs) thing now. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, if I could go back in a time machine, I would have... Warned myself a little bit more about the pinkening um, of it all. And I think it would have taken a little more time to, I, again, I didn't feel really, really just beat down from radiation in my recollection. I kind of felt tired, a little tired. And it, and it wasn't like really, really tired. So I was really fortunate for that. But in that, I think I would have let myself rest a little bit more because it's the thing that like there was just such a like I was still teaching during this and I was kind of like, got to have my life keep going, you know, and I think there is such a thing that happens that you want to be like, I'm being, you know, positive and I'm going to be fine. So I'm going to show up. And part of me is like, "Eh, maybe I could have just taken a break more so. What I can say, I mean, unequivocally, what I can say is... Talk to your husband while he's driving you to places. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, if you're going in, again, if you're going in for radiation, like, again, I found that, like, wearing a jumpsuit that I could just take off instead of having to go and change. And, like, literally, I had something I could just pull down and put back on. And, like, the easier you can make the appointment, I think it just, again, like the little games we started to play as opposed to feeling like we're waiting. And also I think part of the reason I did that was so I could get in and get out as fast as I could, because you're also sitting amongst other people who are going in for radiation, a lot of whom are much sicker than you. And your bandwidth is only so big to contemplate your own death, you know? Um, it's, it's just kind of, I think it's almost like your, you know, your psyche kind of protecting you from having to deal with too much stuff that could be really striking at any moment. Because, you know, the thing throughout is that I just, you know, only recently kind of think about is, you know, when do you have that moment where you're like, oh my God, I felt like I fell apart and it all kind of blends together. And then you realize when you slow down You'll hear a song and you're like, oh, I remember I was teaching class and I almost started crying in front of everyone. Like, because those moments, those moments happen when you don't expect them to happen or those moments happen not when you want them to happen. Like, they don't happen like, I'm going to do this. Like, I I was going to therapy, but they don't necessarily happen when you're like, I've built some space for me to have a breakdown. Like, they never happen conveniently. Yeah. And it'll come at you when it comes at you. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, if anything, I think the strangest part of it all is trying to wrap your brain around like you've been going through this and you're dealing with all these things and then suddenly, and the one thing you, you have something to do, which gives you purpose. 
And suddenly that goes away. You know what I mean? And then you're just left with, okay, now what? Now what? We're through. Yeah, we're through. And so now what happens? And it, you don't think about the fact that it's kind of, I mean, I don't want to say it's like when you have a wedding or you have a big celebration or something like you go, you get through this big thing. It's, it's kind of anticlimactic and you're a little depressed about it because you kind of had purpose and not like, it's such a weird, it's such a weird combination of emotions, honestly. And I feel like post I kind of walked around like not really knowing who I was and what I was doing for a good six months because I wasn't like, you know, you. I, I guess like when you're living, you're with not this, a cancer patient. You're anymore. not a cancer patient anymore. So what is not that it's your life is defined by that, but it kind of is. It is. You know, yeah, it's the, the 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 dominant trait of your existence. Yeah, whether you want it to be or not. Exactly. And so that wraps up our episode, which we called Radiation Something, but we should have called The Pinkening for (laughs) reasons that you've just heard about. But coming up on our next and final, believe it or not, final installment of season one of season one of Chemo Skinny, we're going to talk about reconstruction and the end of the metaphoric tunnel. To nipple or not to nipple? That That is is the the question. question. The suffer the slave. Okay, we're going to stop doing that. Anyway, thank you for hanging in, uh, and that'll be it for this episode of Chemo Skinny. The podcast we hope you never have to listen to. Amen. Amen.